Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. Welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. And we're losers! We are super losers. We Let me tell you. We lost the Hugos. We lost the Hugos. And I am not being a sore loser. Being a loser of the Hugos is pretty awesome. Still pretty awesome. It's not just still pretty awesome, but you get to go to the losers party and no one makes fun of you. <laughs> In fact, it's the opposite. If you are a winner and you go to the loser's party, then you get to wear the dunce cap and everyone uh-huh. boos you. Yep. So nobody but wants that. if you're that. a loser, you get to dance with the robot. You get to fist bump George R. R. Martin. These I things mean, are true. These are we, all true stories. We did okay for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you to everyone who nominated and voted. And we're going to try again next year. So we'll see how things go. Fingers yeah, crossed. Maybe next year we'll remind people to vote for us. <laughs> or to vote. Maybe not for us. You don't want to get campaigny, yeah. but, no. you know, like, yeah. yeah. Campaigning, I guess, is frowned upon, but we should at least remind people we exist. Yes. In the space, in the space of the Hugos. <laughs> or that they can vote at all. <laughs> That works too. There's many, many wonderful people to so choose from. So many steps along that road that we could have taken. Anyway, no, no hindsight is twenty twenty. Tom, we're looking forward into the future now. Yeah, for, foresight is twenty ten. Sure. Or twenty nineteen in this case. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Uh, Tom, what are you drinking? Air. Uh, Air. I'm not even drinking water. Uh, it's been a busy day. We bought a house, and I got the <gasps> keys, and I went Congrats. to a Patreon meetup. And thank you. Um, yeah. So I haven't had a moment to. to I'm very dehydrated, Veronica. Did you say? Did you go to the Patreon meetup uh, <laughs> to say like, "Hey, thanks for existing, so I could buy a house." Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, talked to a bunch of cool creators. And uh, apparently heard about this awesome person from Adobe who came into their offices and gave them gave a like demonstration or something. Oh, interest. That's interesting. Yeah, about Adobe Spark, and they're like, "Wow, that that product is cool." And so was the person who demonstrated it. And, and it could also help people who are using Patreon to like market themselves on social media, like image resizing made easy. Not image. No, we don't do image resizing. Well, oh, yeah, we okay. do. See, this do, is why it I don't is a have type of resizing. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, I'm drinking Lacroix Mango. That's it. Oh, okay. Lacroix. Yeah. Lacroix. Lacroix. Very nice. Let's jump into the quick burns. Oh, these poor people. These poor winners of Hugo Awards. We our heart goes out to them, especially <laughs> three-time back-to-back super deserving winner N.K. Jemison, who won for best novel with the Stone Sky. And she liked my dress. Oh, she complimented your dress. That's she did. That's so that was very nice. No, she was amazing. She gave an incredible acceptance speech. Yes, you should she definitely did. go check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it already. Um, so yeah, I think she 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 did a great job. 
Uh, John Scalzi told us he was happy to make history by losing to N.K. Jemison. There are a lot of great nominees. Uh, Best novella went to All Systems Red by Martha Wells. And the best novelette uh, was The Secret Life of Bots by Suzanne Palmer. Yeah, I feel like I should probably read that. I haven't read that. It feels feels right up my alley. You might have lived it, so you better read it. And then we had Best Short Story, Welcome to Your Authentic Indian Experience by Rebecca Roanhorse, uh, who won two awards this, oh, yeah. that evening, Oh, yeah. also actually. gave really good speeches herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lois McMaster Bujold uh, won Best Series, a brand new category for World of the Five Gods. I heard a rumor um, that N.K. Jemison actually asked to not be included in the Best Series category. Oh, did category. she, like, decline or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which well, makes sense. Um, I mean, imagine if you won three in a row and best series. You just, it's, it's too much. I was kind of, at the time I was wondering, I was like, was, was she, were her books not nominated? Like that seems so mm-hmm. unusual yeah, yeah. considering all three have won the Hugo for best novel. Um, but yeah, so that's, that, that was what I heard. That's secondhand knowledge. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying it, it, it would make sense to me. Sure. All right. And then Joe says River Solomon, author of the brutally well, awesome. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we can't we can't skip past the winner of best fan cast. Uh, congratulations! I was just <laughs> okay, that's that was not intentional. There's a huge list here, and I actually just forgot that that would be the nice thing to do. No, 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 no. It's totally fine. Uh, but yes, a big, big uh, round of applause for Mer Lafferty and Matt Wallace for Ditch Diggers. Woo! A very deserving uh, fan cast and podcast, uh, and it was a it was a, a pretty packed uh, crowd that we were in. Like I I got to hang out and, and talk a little bit with some of the other nominees, like Renee William from Fangirl Happy Hour. They're awesome. So you know, good good on you, Mur. Lots of good uh, ear candy for your ears ear holes for sure <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was okay. On to Joe. That was an unpleasant way of stating that, but that's. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, Joe says, again, uh, River Solomon, uh, who wrote, of course, An Unkindness of Ghosts, uh, a finalist for the John W. Campbell Award for Best New Writer, will be writing a novel inspired by slash based on Clipping's Hugo Award nominated song, The Deep. The novel Hmm. will be out June 2019. This will be a major, major book for the year. Oh, that sounds really, really cool. Um, thank you, Joe, for tipping us off to that. Uh, and I'll, I'll have to go. I think I've heard the song in passing, you know, just mm-hmm. as part of the Hugos, but I have to listen closely to that. That's really cool. Uh, Mark noted that Walmart has opened an ebook and audiobook storefront. Uh, with the audiobook working like Audible, where you get, uh, get a subscription, you pay a certain amount of month, you get a certain amount of books. Uh, services linked to the Kobo ecosystem. So if you have a Kobo e-reader, you can get these Walmart e-books. Uh, they'll even have cards. I think, it, you know, they've got millions of titles in the store, but in, in, in the actual physical Walmarts, you'll be able to pick from like 40 titles that will have cards on the shelf that you can, mm-hmm. you can buy an ebook in the store. Oh, uh, it's only in the U S for now. And the audiobook subscription often offer gives you one audiobook a month for $10. Uh, there's also a free 30 day trial for the subscription and first time customers signing up, get $10 off their first ebook, uh, as well. Nice. Always good to have uh, more entrance in the ring for sure. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, Mark says, uh, random penguins is reissuing books that were adapted as movies. I don't know if they, I, I'm going to call them random penguins from yeah. now on. Sorry, random I'm, house penguin, random house. You're random I'm, penguins. It's much I'm better. I'm pretty here for that. Yeah. yeah. Vintage movie classics spotlights classic films that have stood the test of time. Now rediscovered through the publication of the novels on which they were based. 
One of the first titles in the series is Logan's Run by William F. Nolan. Uh, so far, it's the only science fiction fantasy title, but there are many classic science fiction fantasy films based on books, so probably more to come. Yeah, and these are not novelizations, just to be clear. I'm sure you assume that, but these are these are actually original works, you know, like Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep being turned into Blade Runner, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, Mark, Mark had a, had a month or a fortnight, I guess, of, of, of good submissions here. Uh, he points to the guardians digital doomsday article. Are we skimming our way to idiocracy? He says soon to be followed by a doomsday article about all the sword and laser two and a half times audiobook speed readers. Oh, the huge manatee. <laughs> oh, the huge manatee. Uh, yeah, no, this is Marianne Wolf, uh, who is a respected academician and, just talking about how it is harder to focus and read uh, long form if you are in the habit of constantly skimming uh, digital articles, digital posts, uh, and 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 it does have does seem to have an effect. There needs to be more research done to find out exactly what, but there's a lot of anecdotal evidence about it. So it is something to to keep in mind that. If you and I, I think one of the reasons that probably people in our audience are a little less uh, feeling this. If you force yourself to read long form, as we all do, because we read these long form genre books every month, it doesn't affect you as much. You, you've got to exercise that muscle, so to speak. And indeed, it is a muscle for sure. Mm, not literally. But. Not well. Your, I mean, I mean, your brain is a, your brain's is a, a muscle. It's an organ. It's, it's not an a, organ. It's, not a, it's not a muscle. It's not yeah. a muscle. You're right. It's not striated. At least mine's not. I don't know. Maybe yours. I just I eat so much protein. Like I've just really <laughs> been trying to grow my brain. A lot. All those eggs. It can't hurt. Make it your brain into hurt. a muscle. Uh, Louis says, Tiamat's Wrath, book eight of The Expanse, is delayed to March 2019. Tom, how do you feel? Okay. Uh, this is not James S.A. Corey's fault. Uh, Tor wanted to make that clear. Uh, they said, we know that you've been looking forward to Tiamat's Wrath this December, but I'm because sorry, we, I mispronounced it. we are now entering the home stretch of this amazing series and we all want to make sure we get it right. We have asked the authors, I'm sorry, I did say Tor, I meant Orbit Books. Apologies to both. Uh, we, Orbit Books, uh, have asked the authors to give our editorial and sales team some extra time to prepare for the launch. That seems fair. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. I, my guess is with the change of the Expanse TV show going from uh, sci-fi to the uh, Amazon Prime Video service, I imagine that schedules are a little shaken up as far as they, they had a strategy of like, release the books in December, show comes out, we've got you know a right. nice hype train to build, to build sales for the books, uh, and that's probably all a little changed now. I'm not, and I'm, it probably has to do with more than just that, but I, I can imagine that would be part of it. Is Tiamat a character in the series? Or nope. is Tiamat a planet? Or is Tiamat a ship? Do I get to know without it I being imagine spoilery? If we're going on uh, the past uh, Babylon's ashes, uh, all of that, that it, Tiamat is an ancient god. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. In the ancient Babylon, Tiamat is a primordial goddess of the salt sea mating with Abzu, the god of fresh water, to produce younger gods. Interesting. All right. Nokomis.fl says the Encyclopedia of Science Fiction, 17,500 entries on all things sci-fi are now free online. So if you head over, uh, the blog post is over on openculture.com, and it's talking about how 
the Encyclopedia of Science Fiction, which is at sf-encyclopedia.com, um, has, yeah, 17,500 entries explaining all things sci-fi, whether it's new, old, mainstream, or obscure. Some of its pages deal with works of, of doubted status as sci-fi and fiction at all, sci-fi and fiction, science fiction at all, like Star Wars, for example. Um, you can look at things like Westerns, James Bond stories, all things that kind of are part of the pastiche of, of genre fiction. Um, so yeah, head over and, and check it out. It seems like a really cool resource. Yeah. Uh, and very cool that it's now, uh, open, open and free online. Always good. All right. Well, now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. We have two new sword and laser book reviews in 280 characters. Oh, I love from this so much. The fantastic Beth Meacham. Uh, the first one, I'll read the first one. You can do the second okay. one. Okay. Uh, the first one. Circe, Madeline Miller, this sword and laser book had a great feel of ancient Greece and also an engaging character arc from wishful passivity to dynamic strength. The ending with the tough women swapping kids worked really well. Letting go is hard. This is a surprisingly complete review for 280 characters. I don't know how she does this. I know. Uh, Mortal Engines, Philip Reeve. In my youth, I appreciated how everyone in a Reeve book faces jeopardy, even kids and pets, MCs. In my feeble middle age, it hits me in the feels. Good pick, Sword and Laser. I am now ready for the movie. Was the scar in the preview? I missed it. Excellent. Uh, I mean, yeah. packs in a like evaluation of the book as a pick, packs in a little bit of movie intrigue in 280 characters. I know. And it wasn't the first one maybe was a little spoilery, but not too bad. The second one was totally just, uh, you know, you could read that and still have no idea what the book is about, which is great. I mean, Cersei, that's a tough one. It's a lesser known uh, yeah. myth. True. If you do know the myth, though, I mean, she's not spoiling I know. anything but I the actual that we mythology. Had that, yeah. We had that whole conversation in yeah, Goodreads yeah, yeah. about like whether a myth can be considered spoilery to talk about because it's been around for you know, many thousands of years. But anyhow, um, thank you very much, Beth, for writing these. We we really love reading them. We got a post from John Taloni, a.k.a. Taloni, uh, called Lovecraft, the good, the bad, and the sometimes really awesome. Uh, John says, I never read Lovecraft until a year or so ago. Heard of the Cthulhu mythos from having geek friends, but never got around to it just for the heck of it. Picked it up. The Color Out of Space and Call of Cthulhu, also Cool Air, partly on an editor's request. My take on Lovecraft at that point was that I found it interesting, well-written, but not particularly engaging. It was SFF history more than anything else. I was glad to have read it, but didn't feel the need to read more anytime soon. A friend read At the Mountains of Madness and was talking about it. The Lovecraft Society makes it very easy to find these stories, so I downloaded it and read it. Similar reaction. It's good to learn more about the mythos so I would understand references, but the idea that Earth shares space with the Elder Gods and Old Ones seems silly on its face. Well, if I can swallow Niven's origin of the protectors in order to get to the bus, Bussard Ramjet sections, no harm doing the same here. Still, Mandlas seemed to have the MCs figured out quite a bit from sculptures. If anything, that was the hardest piece to suspend disbelief about. Uh, so he goes on to say, um, solid three out of five, historical interest only, and then... I read The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Wow. What a great story. Interesting mm -hmm. even at the start, despite the stilted language, good action throughout, and the creepy factor was in every paragraph. Then the ending twist. 
great stuff. Hmm. Well, there's a bunch more Cthulhu to read, and I see it separates out into direct mythos stuff like at the Mountains of Madness and other related stories called Cthulhu Dream. For some reason, uh, like Herbert West Reanimator, I'll definitely keep reading. Hmm. All right, more recommendations over in that thread, as well as another discussion about the racism in some of the Mm -hmm. H.P. Lovecraft novels. Uh, So yeah, jump over there in the conversation if you uh, want to get in on that action. All right. And then finally, we have a thread, uh, SFWA Grandmasters and Sword and Laser. And this is one of our fantastic kind of like data e-threads. This one comes to us from Mark. Uh, He says, as of September 2018, Sword and Laser will have selected 16 of 34 Grandmasters for a monthly pick, nearly halfway. Sword and Laser has read five of the six women named Grandmasters, Jane Yolen to go, and Grandmaster Ursula K. Le Guin has been a monthly pick twice. Hmm. So he lists out all of the Grandmasters from 75 through 2018, uh, but does not uh, actually, but, but only notes the books that we've read. Uh, mm-hmm. So for instance, Peter Beagle, uh, the 2018 Grandmaster, uh, not, doesn't have a book listed because we haven't read a Peter Beagle book yet. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is this is interesting. Now, really, have we not read a Ray Bradbury? I could have sworn we did. I, I, it's, maybe it's just that we've had it up for nomination so many times uh, well, in votes. We could, we could check the Wikia. Yeah, no, I, I trust. I, I trust uh, Mark. I just I just think I'm I'm in awe. I'm 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 at a at a loss because I know I've put forward Bradbury mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. always loses the poll. <laughs> right, and he's been in the March Bandus before too. Yeah, well, there's, uh, I recently, um, I was reading some Harlan Ellison recently, but not for, not for the book club. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was, um, oh, by the way, I saw Joe Haldeman at, um, at Worldcon. What mm-hmm. a, what a wonderful man. Yeah. Just what a, I just, he's such a great guy. Aw. Anyway. Good on you, Joe Haldeman. Yeah. Hey, was it him or was it, yeah, it was him. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure oh, I didn't I'm get him sorry. confused I with Gene Wolfe. I met Mary Wolf. Robinette Cole. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I get those two confused all the time. <laughs> no, she was there and she was wonderful. She was also she was wonderful. I know. such an amazing lifesaver. All right. Well, let's uh, do some of the book of the month discussion. Uh, we have a kickoff, Tom. Do you want to lead us in with the uh, a little bit about the the book that we're reading for September? Slan by A.E. Van Vogt uh, is a book... That is very old. Uh, <laughs> I have a paperback copy I picked up at the Mission Thrift Shop uh, that is the ninth big printing from 1968, but it was originally put out in 1940. Uh, it was uh, the 1940 Retro uh, Hugo Award winner, uh, which actually I believe is noted on the uh, on Mark's list that we talked about uh, mm-hmm. earlier. And it's an interesting old book. We've read some old books. I, I try to make a point of picking uh, books that are that are from earlier time periods uh, so that we can, we can kind of see how sci-fi evolved, not always be reading just the newest, latest, best. Um, and Slan, for an old book, does have some of the common problems where there are things that are very much of the time, uh, assumptions that that people didn't know they were making uh, at the mm-hmm. time because those sorts of issues hadn't been had 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 the light shed on them as much uh, as they would in later years, but 
I think you'll find some very surprising modern ideas in it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons it won the Retro Hugo. It's one of the reasons that it has endured as as a classic. And in fact, people at Worldcon back in the 70s would call themselves slans, uh, would call themselves slansters and and have (laughs) slan meetups because they felt as it, they were an outsider in the world as as genre fiction fans. I don't think people feel as much of an outsider as they used to, but there's always an element of that. And the slan in the book slan is a persecuted offshoot of the human race. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I am captivated. Um, is this a... Is this the oldest book we've read? Did you say that? No, Frankenstein's the oldest book we've read. Fra- okay, Frankenstein. Okay, mm-hmm. of course. I don't. Have we read H.G. Wells? I don't think we have. No, so that we would have be not. another older one. Mm-hmm. Jules Verne. We haven't ever gotten around to that. Um, but yeah, A.E. Van Vogt, uh, with the exception of Mary Shelley, I think is. I think this is the oldest one we've read. Possibly. I believe so. I believe so. I think uh, so. I feel like there's one in the 30s that I'm forgetting, but Fra- maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. And I, you know, I, I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about some final thoughts on Jade City, but I really just don't have that much more to add. Do you? I mean, no, uh, we talked quite a bit of spoilery, uh, about things and, 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 and I finished it so long ago. I just, mm-hmm. I just know that it did leave me wanting more. That is the, that it, it built a world that I was not skeptical, but wasn't expecting to be as captivating because it was modern, because they have cars and because they have TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the idea of the jade was a cool, nifty thing by the beginning at the beginning of the book. By the end of the book, I felt like it was something special. The that jade magic uh, was was such a stand-in for so many different aspects of society. And yet never felt like a cheap copy, like, well, what she's really talking about is opium, right? Mm, Or heroin mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, It is its own thing with its own powers and its own problems. And uh, and we'll get spoilery here at this moment. But in the end, the the, the sort of surprise ending Mm -hmm. where he decides to reject the Jade uh, totally took me unawares. I, I... I thought they would convince him otherwise, or we were setting him up to be corrupted uh, mm-hmm. and be a, and be battling the demons of his mother. Uh, but he had a lot more strength and presence of mind than than I really expected. I was also very surprised and impressed uh, when when Andin took that that step, and especially to let Hilo down in that way. When after Hilo had given this great pep talk and really been like leading the graduation and had yeah. kind of started to, feel... I mean, they lead you to think like everything's great now, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, this is the everything's great before the new threat arises for mm. the next book in the series. But that's that's not what happened. No. Um, so now we will find out if we read the next book, like what he ends up doing with his life. Um, some of our sword and laserites here in San Francisco were saying, is he going to go into the the uh, like that monastery where the, mm-hmm. the monks the learned? How to- yeah, the penitents. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that going to be what he does? Uh, and then there was a whole discussion of Shay's just casual being a spy like for years and just like nobody like it it kind of like came out like at the end of the story they're like oh yeah and by the way yeah casual I, spy <laughs> casual spy it is a little weird i i took it to mean she had been an informant and this is kind of 
very similar to things that were done in the 60s where the FBI would approach someone who was sort of on the edge of drug culture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be like, look, you know, we don't want you to cause trouble. You're not working for us. Just tell us when the meetings happen, that kind of stuff. So kind of spy, but kind of not fully spy. I'll buy it. Well, she didn't, she didn't really seem to feel any shame about it. It it didn't, there was no like, like, oh, I'm betraying my family or anything. It was like, oh, and also now this is working out for the better of my family because we can do this. Because I've got these connections. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, But I was like, that would be, I feel like that would get someone in a lot of trouble potentially, (laughs) but it doesn't really seem to be the case in this situation. So I'm just going to go with it. Um, but yeah, it was Fonda Lee was at Worldcon, and I wish I had had a chance to, to talk to her or see any of her panels. They were supposed to be really good. Well, if we get nominated again and we go <laughs> mm-hmm. to Dublin, <laughs> uh, which would be awesome, uh, I I would like to spend more time seeking people out. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or like literally going to any other panel, but a panel Setting I was up on. Some interviews that we could do, you yeah. know, just do audio mm-hmm. interviews in a in a conference room or something. That that would be great. That would be great. All right. Well, speaking of interviews, we have to get going because we're about to have Bob Salvatore back on the show, R.A. Salvatore, uh, to talk about his new book, Timeless. Um, so look for that episode next week. Absolutely. Thank you, Bob. All right. Well, that about wraps up this episode. Of course, our show is entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. And you can also browse our bookshop virtually by going mm-hmm. to swordandlaser.com slash picks and just look through all the books on the virtual shelves there. Any book you click on and buy helps the show. So please find links to our books and check them out at swordandlaser.com slash picks. 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 Not books. Picks. Picks. Send us an email at feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.